Hi, I'm Phil Newman and welcome to the Impact Online podcast. We are so glad you're here. Well, hey everyone, it's great to have you with us today. Here we are, the year of growth on every front. A very exciting season ahead, era ahead for our church as we join the IC Church family. But in this year, growth, we're really believing that in your life and as a church, we're seeing supernatural growth right across the place. Grab your Bibles and we've framed this whole year out of Isaiah 54, the God promise to the barren woman who was called then to enlarge the place of her tent step out and do something that she'd never done before, experience something she'd never seen before. Let's dive into Matthew chapter 14. It says this, Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go out on ahead of him uh, to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. And after he had dismissed them, he went up the mountainside by himself to pray. And later that night he was there alone and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by waves because the wind was against it. So picture it, the disciples obeying Jesus had gone out in their boat that they were very experienced in and were a long way out from the shore in the middle of a storm. Verse 25 says, Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, hey, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, come. Then Peter got down from the boat and walked on the water and came toward Jesus But then he saw the wind and he was afraid and immediately began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, why did you doubt? And when they climbed back into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were on the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. Now, I'm not a boat guy. If you're a boat guy watching, uh, good for you. Uh, Someone told me this once and I really live by this mantra, you never want to own a boat, you want to know someone who owns a boat so you can enjoy only the good bits of the boat, the sun, the relaxation, the nice trip out. You don't have to put up with the cost, the cleaning, the, is it called docking, the mooring, all the other boat words. You don't have to put up with all of that. You just can enjoy the boat, but we know that this passage is not about the boat. I think in this passage for these disciples who had been out on boats so often, on this lake so often, it's not about the boat. They'd been in lots of storms by themselves. They'd been in lots of these situations before. But in this situation, the boat, it really does represent the very only thing they had left to provide safety and protection from this storm. They're in this storm and they're being knocked around, buffeted around, but they're holding onto the boat, knowing that the boat can protect them, the boat can get them there. And so Jesus appears and Jesus says, I want you to come to me and let go of the very thing that you are holding onto for protection. In other words, Jesus is saying he was stripping them of all the things they were familiar with, all the things they were comfortable with, all the things they were relying on. He was saying, I want you to trust me. Now, I love Peter. I always feel like we can connect with Peter because he's emotional. He's a kind of roller coaster type of personality, good days, bad days. He has a good moment here. It lasts only for a couple of minutes. But he says, Lord Jesus, all right, I'll come to you. And he steps out. He trusts God on his word 
and steps from the known into the unknown. Steps out from the predictable to the unpredictable. Leaves behind what was comforting, what was safe, what was something he could rely on. And he steps out, leaves it behind and steps out in faith. And we see a moment here, a glimpse here of the supernatural miracle that was only experienced as he stepped from the known into the unknown. Your job, your health, your family, your money, your mental health, your faith, your whatever it is, every aspect of life, there will be times where the Word of God comes to us and says, I want you to leave it behind. I want you to step up, step out, trust me, be radical, leave what is safe, leave what is predictable, leave what is comfortable, leave it behind and step out and trust me. And in that moment, we have a choice. Do we take God on his word and believe that we too can walk on the water? Or do we say, God, I love you. I think your word is fantastic, but I'm just going to hold on to what I can control, the comfort that I'm used to, the things that I'm familiar with, and kind of live a life that is safe and predictable. I don't know about you, but as scary as it is, as terrifying as it is, as triggering of all my insecurities and fears as it is, I want to be a person who responds to the word of God and is prepared to leave behind the known to step out in the unknown. You know, when you step out into the unknown, number one, you get God's word. Number one, you get God's word. It says here that Peter said, Lord, if it, te- if it is you, he says, tell me to come to you on the water. Tell me. He got a word from God. You know, so often when you experience a storm, when I experience a storm, we put a prayer request in, we text our friends, talk to our pastor, get on our knees in the morning to pray. When we experience a storm, how often are our prayers, God, get rid of the storm. God, I want you to get rid of this challenge, rid of this suffering, rid of this problem. God, deal with the storm. But Peter didn't ask God to get rid of the storm. Peter asked for a word in the middle of the storm. You know, God can deal with storms. God is a storm silencing God. In fact, we read it moments later that Jesus, as soon as they got in the boat, the storm was silenced. We read other moments where Jesus would speak to the storm. God can take care of your storm and will. God is a miraculous working God. Don't ever think that he can't silence your storm. Yes, have faith for it, but not as a conditional uh, reason for trusting him. God, I'll trust you when you silence the storm but rather God deal with the storm. But while I've got this storm, Lord, give me a word for the storm. Give me a word that'll cause me to step up and step out. I wanna tell you in your job, your church, your relationships, your money, whatever your storm is at the moment, yes, pray for God to deal with the storm, but while it's being dealt with, believe God for a word. Go to the word of God, pray, ask the Holy Spirit, get good counsel. Be a person who in the middle of the storm, when you're stepping from the known into the unknown, you're a person who gets God's word. In Ephesians 6, we talk about the, uh, we read about the full armour of Christ and they are all very important aspects of faith. And I encourage you to read Ephesians 6 and read about daily living with the full armour of God. But all of the armour is defensive except for the Word of God, which is the sword of the Spirit, which is incredibly offensive. That in the storm, God will protect you, but God has given you His Word as a sword of the Spirit. It says in verse 18, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. In your storm, 
you've got his word. In your storm, he wants to give you a word that will cause you to step out and walk on the water and experience the supernatural. Number two, when, you, when you're out stepping from the known into the unknown, you get his word. And number two, you see his way. You see his way. Now, uh, before uh, this moment, uh, those disciples had a pretty realistic uh, understanding of physics. Uh, solid land, you can walk on. Water, you sink in. And I'm like, they are, it's very common sense. Pretty well everyone in history, apart from certain moments, had experienced exactly that. They had a very real, rational, uh, uh, I wouldn't even say safe, I would say uh, understandable understanding of physics. And in this moment, there, before, we, before Peter receives the word to walk on water, something happens. Peter, before he walks on water, moments earlier, sees Jesus walking on the water. Moments earlier, before he walked on the water, he saw Jesus modelling what he was about to be called to do. See, Jesus models our way. Jesus models what to do. He doesn't say, I want you to do this and do this and do this. He shows us. He asks us to be loving because he is first loving. He asks us to forgive because he first forgives. He asks us to be patient because he first is patient. Jesus shows us the way. You know, everyone watching today, you're either a Star Trek fan, a Star Wars fan, or you could care less about anything star related. Well, I kind of float between them all and I love triggering Trekkies and Star Wars fans by pretending like I don't care. But deep down, let's be honest, I really do care. But one of Star Wars shows on TV is The Mandalorian. And it's a culture, it's a fantastic show, a culture where they've got such ingrained customs that they kind of just phrase it all as when asked why, they say, this is the way. Why have you done this? Why would you behave like that? Why would you react that way? Why do you wear that? Why do you go there? Why do you do that? Why do you hold off doing that? This is the way. The same thing is when it comes to kingdom. Why should you be patient? Why should you be generous? Why should you be kind? Why should you be sacrificial? Why should you forgive? Why should you be gentle? Why shouldn't you react? Why shouldn't you be vengeful? Why shouldn't you be angry? Why shouldn't you be ex whatever it is you're facing? Why not? Because this is God's way. This is the way. Jesus modeled it. Jesus showed it. And so I follow his example. You know, Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. This isn't a, a man-made way of living. It is God's way. I remember growing up, we had those WWJD wristbands. What would Jesus do? And it was a reminder, if you like. In this situation, what would Jesus do? In this situation, what is the way? In this situation, how is Jesus modelling living? In your situation, your storm that you're facing now, God's calling you, yes, giving you a word, yes, to walk on the water, but he is showing you. He is modelling for you what it is to be patient, generous, kind, forgiving. He's not asking something of you that he hasn't first showed a perfect example of. So go to the word, 
read the word, find kingdom living, kingdom way, uh, ways of responding, kingdom ways of giving. Look at the word and study the word and learn from the word what Jesus sets as an example for us and follow the way that he sets. So number one, you get his word. Number two, you, get his, you see his way. And number three, you experience his power. You know, this uh, passage uh, has so much in it. I think at numbers of points in this passage, we, it, that I, if I were a disciple in that boat, I would have gone, this is it. It was a spectacular day. It was a supernatural day. This is it. But God just keeps layering supernatural moments after supernatural moments. You know, firstly, they saw, uh, Peter saw a miracle in Jesus walking on the water. That would have been enough for me. I would have gone home. Honey, you never believe what God did today. God walked on the water. It was amazing. But God did more. Then Peter walked on the water. Man, I would have gone, honey, you never believe. I saw Jesus walking on the water and he gave me a word and then... I walked on the water. That would have been enough. But no, no, no. Then Peter started to sink and Jesus rescued him. Honey, I saw Jesus walk on the water. Then I walked on the water and then he saved me when I started to drown. God does more. They get in the boat and the storm was silenced. Honey, I saw Jesus walk on the water. I walked on the water. He saved me when I was drowning. And then the storm was dealt with. It was a supernatural day. Why? Because Peter left the known and stepped out into the unknown. You know, you never, you, you never know what you'll see God do until you're out in that faith realm. And I encourage you, if you're in a storm right now, step out. If you're in a storm right now, believe God. Emotions will be up and down. Circumstances will be up and down. That's the storm having its way but remember that in it all, as you, leave the un, as you leave the known and step into the unknown, leave the safe and step out in faith, as you leave the comfortable and step out in the radical and trust God, you get his word, you see his way, and you experience his power. You know, in this place today watching, if you've never first asked Jesus to be your saviour, I kind of paint it like this, the boat that you're in right now, is a boat where you're, it's getting filled with mistakes and sin and flaws and problems and you are doing your best in life to bail out that water. You sin, make a mistake, mess up, you've got problems and you bail out that water and you're just trying to do good things and, and try to make up for it and atone for it and do your best, do your best, do your best. But you are exhausted, you are hurting, and we're, if we're all honest, we know that at some stage that sin will be too much for us and our boat will sink. But it is Jesus who appears and walks on the water and says, if you will trust me and come to me, you no longer need to be stuck in that cycle, in that trap of getting rid of your sin yourself. But I can forgive you once and for all and set you free and lead you in a water walking life of grace and love. If you need to ask Jesus to forgive you of your sin and let go of that fatigue and that pain and that shame that is try, you're trying to deal with and get his peace, his love, his grace, his forgiveness, his eternity, I want to pray for you today. God doesn't ask us to change in order to come to him. He says, come to me just as you are with all of your mess, all of your stuff. But if you're honest in your heart and you pray a prayer of uh, asking Jesus to forgive you of your sin, 
That's what he asks for the start of an incredible destiny and future for you. Come on, I want to pray for you today. Lord, I pray for these people today who are saying, yep, I'm in a ship, I'm in a boat that I am just fighting every day, fills up with mess and sin and condemnation and heaviness and I'm doing what I can to uh, get rid of that stuff, to bail it out. But Lord Jesus, I ask you to be the answer, to lift me out of that, to help me walk on the water and leave my sin behind, leave my shame behind. Leave my condemnation behind. Leave my mess behind. I thank you, Jesus, that you call each and every one of us to not live in that trap, but to live free. Live free through your forgiveness, your grace, your love and your life. And I thank you, Lord God, that you are enough for every single one of us in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer for the first time or again, I want to say thank you. I want to say congratulations. Make sure you connect online or in your local location about how you can take the next steps of your faith journey. And for us all, church, in every way, at a big picture and a personal picture, let's all be people who, when God calls us out on the water, we leave the known to step out into the unknown, leave the safe to step out in faith, Leave the comfortable to step out and believe God in a bold way so that we will see his word, we will see his way, and we will experience his power in Jesus' name. God bless. Thanks for listening to our Impact Online podcast. We release a new episode every week and you can access all our podcasts, videos via our website. Visit impactchurch.me for lots of extra resource. We'll see you next time at Impact Online.